Hello, everyone. Welcome back to All About America's Team, brought to you by Delahanty Media, and we have a exciting show for y'all today. I'm Ray Nickens, joined with, as always, Owen DeChico. And it's draft weekend. Dallas Cowboys and the rest of the NFL made their first round selections last night, and we are here to talk about it. So let's get right into it. Owen, you set the stage for us. Yeah, so a very interesting draft did not really fall the way that I thought it was going to. But I do, I hear some of like my winners and losers, and then I kind of wanted to go into reasons as of why. And then Ray, I I want to get your feedback on some of them. So here are my I have three winners for of this draft: the Jets, the Giants, and the Ravens. The Jets took got what well, got Sauce Gardner, which I did not think that he was going to make it there. I thought that he was going to go to number three, the Texans, and then. I just, but both of their picks were really great, and they got Garrett Wilson, who you either hate him or you love him. Um, I was kind of surprised that that they chose to go wide receiver there, but I think that just getting getting Sauce, and I feel like they're making a lot of steps, and also getting um, the defensive end out of Florida State. They had a really good draft. The Giants, they they got the two best players in the draft and both of those players in Kayvon Thibodeau and Evan Neal were at some point in time supposed to go number one overall. And I thought they did a great, they were very lucky with both of those players falling right into their laps. Great job. And also the Ravens, they traded back a lot um, with getting Tyler Linderbaum as well as getting Kyle Hamilton. Kyle Hamilton is the best athlete in the draft, and Tyler Linderbaum is the best center in the draft. And I think the Cardinals, in while talking about the Ravens, the Cardinals had probably the worst draft out of any team by taking on a player who has never really done anything to be deserving of a of the twenty third overall pick. And I, I was just very surprised, but just I think the Giants both I think out of the three team, the Giants definitely had the best draft with the the Jets as a close second. And I uh, here are my losers. So the Eagles, I had the Eagles as a loser. I thought going into the draft that they were going to be able to just knock the draft out of the park. And I just I Jordan Davis, great player. It'll be interesting to see how many downs he's going to play because a lot of the issues with him was at Georgia, not Heinemann. And also trading for AJ Brown, that's a a high pick to trade for AJ Brown, and they have a lot more needs than wide receiver. And I was just surprised that they went for AJ instead of getting someone else that would have been better for them. And also with AJ having a history of knee issues, giving a guy $56 million guaranteed is kind of a steep price in my in my opinion. Uh, the commanders, I think, reached on Dotson. I believe they took out of Penn State. That was definitely a really, really weird pick. Um, I understand that they, that they, they wanted a wide receiver going into the draft, and Terry McLaurin has been saying that he's wanted uh, another a wide receiver to a running mate to be able to make the load easier on him. And I think that they just they flat out reached. I thought that Dotson was supposed to be a late first round pick or a second rounder, and that was just really interesting. And the Vikings, the the Vikings held the they 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 held the the twelfth or they they held a, a pick. It was really it was early. It was early in the draft. I forget what the exact pick was, and the Lions 
had the, the 32nd pick and they traded all the way up there and they got no first rounders in return. And I was very confused on why they would have um, accepted that pick to, to fall back 20 spots and not even get a first round pick. In my last two teams here, I have the Dallas Cowboys and the, the Patriots. I think the Patriots yeah. had, they, I think that they picked someone that a lot of people from out of Chattanooga that did not expect to go that high. And I was really surprised that he went that, that high. I didn't even know about the guy until he was, until his, his name was picked. And I, 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 by the way, I wasn't even expecting. By the way, point of order, point of order. This is not Chattanooga, the basketball team from March Madness. This is the football team. Yes. Just a point of order. Yes. Okay, <laughs> and also, <sorry. laughs> and I, I, ha- I have Dallas on this list just for the reason that I thought that the draft did not fall in a way that I would have thought it would. I thought that, that Zion Johnson and Kenyon Green we're both going to be pretty good options at 24. I thought that Zion Johnson was going to make the to, to pick 23 to the Cardinals and that the Cardinals would have um, taken him there and Dallas would have had Kenyon Green. Um, but Tyler Smith, the man of the hour, the man of the next three hours until Dallas is on the clock at pick 56 or hopefully trading up. Um, I don't, I, I don't think that Tyler Smith deserves the hate that, that he had, that he has gotten. Um, but I don't want to, I want to get into that a little bit later, but Ray, um, what did you think about my winners and losers? Um, yeah, I, I did not really have, um, any disagreements on your winners. I think they all, they were all pretty pretty fair assessments. I do have a question or have a questionable opinion on one of your losers. I believe you mentioned that the Eagles were one of your losers and I don't really think that they lost in this draft. They, they got another strong defensive lineman for their interior. That's one of the, that's been one of their strengths for a while now is their offensive line and defensive line. And then also you're getting a wide receiver one and AJ Brown to pair up with Devonte Smith. So really, they were able to get a really solid weapon. They were able to get a really solid weapon at wide receiver, as well as getting a solid defense. Oh my goodness gracious! Uh, and yeah, a solid weapon on on the offensive end and a solid weapon on the defensive end as well. And they were able to. I mean, they could. You could have said they could have gotten Jamison Williams, another Alabama product, and paired him with Devontae Smith. But you're you're getting a you're getting a for sure top wide receiver in AJ Brown, who went on the field last season was a very very good wide receiver. And to give Devontae um, Jalen Hurts as much weapons as possible, uh, especially with Rager being a bust, then moving Arkea White side to tight end. They have Dallas Goddard on offense. They really improved on their their offense is poised to make a step forward if Jalen Hurts can make that step. So I think the first round they got what they needed. They got a star defensive lineman. So I think they're gonna be fine. The Cardinals, I don't really they didn't really pick, as you said. I went through the draft board. All this happened while I was at work, so I did not was not watching any of this draft live. But as you did say, the Cardinals did trade back. 
I, it is a little bit baffling that they didn't get a first round pick in return, but maybe they didn't see a need in the first round. You never know. And they were, and they ended up bringing in Hollywood Brown at wide receiver. So I guess they just, they, they were okay with getting Hollywood Brown at wide receiver. So um, that's that. And did you mention the lions as a loser? No, I didn't. And ju- just just to go back to what you what you said about those two, the the Eagles, I I think they were a loser because all of us had these like high expectations of them getting Jamison Williams, another a safety, and just all these great players, and to to go to fall away with with um Jordan Davis, who's a good player, but I I I think that they had other needs at eighteen than than to get AJ Brown and the Cardinals. I just don't think that Hollywood Brown is worth the first round pick. I don't I don't think that he's one of the better wide receivers in the league. And I was really confused as to why um as to why he went there. Yeah. Um... I, I, I was just uh, really confused as to why he was traded for a first round pick. I mean it I can tell you exactly why they did that because Kyler Murray wanted another wide receiver, but that I mean that's they wanted to make their quarterback happy, so they got him another weapon. So at this point, there's really no excuse for Kyler Murray and the Cardinals with them having DeAndre Hopkins, Marquise Brown. Um, there there, there has like there hasn't been there hasn't been any, there Zach have Ertz, been no excuses for him in general because even last year they got Zach Ertz. And D Hop and D the offense was great until D Hop went down. So hopefully D Hop can be healthy and we can right. see but, how good uh, this offense can like be. At this point, at this point, at this point, he's running out of credibility. Um, especially yeah. with that huge uh, that huge without getting too far off track, that huge event that he pulled in the offseason where he was expressing his one for all this money and everyone was like, What have you done for us lately? And he ultimately purging purging his Instagram, so he's really on the on the hot seat right now. Not as much as Baker Mayfield, who who may not even play this year for an NFL team. But I think Kyler Murray, if he were to underperform once again, and the Cardinals would to were to fall flat once again, you could see I either Kyler Murray is is testing the market, or you got Cliff Kingsbury getting fired because it's either one of those two at this point, without getting too far off track. Yeah, no, I I 100% agree with you that that that's a that's really great uh, insight on that. I uh, I'm surprised that there hasn't really been any type of repercussions for his actions, but that's what happens when you spend a number one overall pick or the first overall pick on a uh, on a quarterback, and then you kind of have to deal with all the other stuff that comes along with that. But um. With the the 24th overall pick, Dallas selected the offensive lineman or left tackle to be more exact out of Tulsa. And a lot of people were not expecting this pick given Jermaine Johnson still on the board, two of the the top linebackers still on the board, um, a good chunk of players still on the board. And I, in, in, the moment I was kind of stunned and and flabbergasted as to why Dallas would would have made this pick, but after like, sitting back and 
thinking about it, I, I kind of understand it more. And I'm going to go into my own personal thoughts and then I'll kind of go into what people that um, are much more knowledgeable and get paid to to know about all this stuff or, uh, or think. So Tyler, what I, what I think their Dallas's plans for him were um, are to are to plug him in at left guard for the for the, the 2022 season. So he'll so he'll be your new left guard. So it'll be Tyron Smith, Tyler Smith. Center will be Biotish. Right guard will be Zach, and then right tackle will be will be Terrence. And then obviously Tyron Smith will not be. He's not gonna stay around forever. So I think that you're gonna keep him at left guard for a few years, and then slowly transition him to left tackle. And there are there are a lot of good things to like about Tyler. He's he's powerful. He's a rather large tackle, um, which is something that I don't. B- besides um, besides Tyron, I don't really think Dallas has a type of like tackle or any offensive lineman that is like a one of the larger largest people on the field. Um, he, he is raw, which can be a positive or a negative, depending on how you look at it. He does have possession. He, he does have, he does have position flexibility. He can play guard and tackle. Um, he, he has a lot of traits, which are good. I feel like now, um, the end, the NFL is kind of transitioning more to the draft of the NBA where the NBA, you got freshmen who, who don't really play all that well, but they have these traits and, I, and Tyler Smith is has traits. He hasn't really think he's very inconsistent, but hopefully Dallas can maximize those those traits. He's also only twenty one, which is good. And in the last in his last 20, 23 games, he's only he only he only let up two sacks, which I don't think anyone's really talking about. I think a lot of people are just saying, "Oh, he has all these penalties." Which penalties? Unless you, unless you look at uh, Dallas this past season. Um, I, I think penalties can be fixed, and hopefully, he'll be able to just as as going through a full NFL offseason, he'll be able to figure figure out his penalty woes. But uh, Ray, and anything, any any positives you want to add about about Tyler before we get into the the negatives that people have been talking about? Yeah, I mean, I I am. I am one person that would be able to drive the negativity bus on on this pick, but um, there are some positives to take away. He is a D one athlete. He did play very well. Um, I did some research this morning, and he he played. He stood stood up well against the Ohio States of the world and everyone else in that conference. Um, so, and he also he got an offer. Um, I didn't know this, but he got an offer from Alabama to transfer there from Tulsa. He chose to stay with Tulsa. I did not know that, but I do think I do think that this pick is not the worst thing in the world. However, there are a little bit, there are a lot of question marks coming from everywhere that are very reasonable, especially with who was still on the table and could have been selected. But uh, just some some positives. He has a very high run blocking grade. So with a team that's been really struggled to have a solid run game, and I've had to rely on the passing game of the quarterback that has shown that he hasn't been able to really live up to being relied on in the passing game, it would be nice to be able to support that, support him with that run game, get the offense a little bit more balanced. Um, 
because the Cowboys have been when they have been at their best with with the last two quarterbacks is when they've been able to run the football down teams' throats. So it's nice that he has a, he has a solid run blocking grade. But I mean, honestly, I was just very shocked with the pick. I didn't really, I and I mean, I didn't really expect Zion Zion or um, Green to go as early as they did. They were both ranked around the twenty the twenties on the board, and they both went ten picks ahead of when they were expected to go. So that just proved how um, what we what myself and you expected is that they were so versatile and so good that there's no way that a team could pass up on them, and they had and they and they just ended up going earlier than we expected. But I mean, he I do see the the potential for him to develop. He's got all the all the tools and all the potential to be a solid starter in the league. I'm just as you'll see later in my, with my negatives, I don't know if, if, if his landing spot is going to be the place for him to meet that potential. Yeah, that, that's definitely, but I'll, but I'll, but I'll, but I'll talk a little bit more when we, when we transition to the back of the bus, which is the negative part of the bus. Yeah. So some other uh, important things about what you just said, there were a lot of like people who grade and who grade, um, drafts that had both the Zion pick and the Kenyan pick as being bad picks, just given how how high they were picked. Um, I, I am glad that Dallas did not take Trevor Penny. I'm glad that, that they were saved from themselves. I don't know if that's who they would have gone in that in that position in that situation if he was available, but I'm just happy that that he wasn't the pick. Um, and also, Dallas had multiple offers to trade back from the 24th overall pick. And there were teams who wanted to trade up with, with Dallas that wanted Tyler Smith. And one thing that I'll never bash a team for is if they want if they want a guy, no matter if he turns out to be great or if he's a bust, if they want him, they'll take him. Because in... in, in in a different world or a different scenario, if Dallas trades back to, I don't know, the Chiefs pick and then some or any team that was in the back end of the, of the 30s and someone takes Tyler and Tyler becomes this really great left guard, left tackle, and then the or and then the um, reports come out that Dallas wanted him, it's going to look like Dallas has no idea what they're doing. But I, I so I am glad that they that they stayed and what they stayed with the, with their gut and with their pick. And it's just, it's really interesting to see that other teams wanted him and other teams had first round grades on him, which I thought was, 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 I was not expecting it, but I'll, I'll, I'll take it. And also for all, any of, if any of y'all are uh wonder lick test uh, people, um, it's a test that all players get and that kind of grades them on their IQ. I, I believe I'm sure there's definitely a better definition out there, but Tyler Smith had one of the highest position, had one of the highest scores on the Wonderlick test at a 30 at his position. And earlier, before we are recording this podcast, he was introduced at the star and there were a lot of people there who were who did not like the pick that were saying that he 
that he's he loves football. He's very very driven, and I think the best part about it is that of is that what 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 uh, sorry what jersey number he's wearing. He decided to wear number seventy three, which is the good old Larry Allen's jersey, and I think that that he he. It's it's difficult for just like it's like CD when when he took eighty eight knowing what that number means, and for Tyler Smith to take on seventy three, I, I think that it shows that he's up for, up he's up for the he's up for the task and that he's willing to or that he knows that he can be he's capable of being a really good player in the league and I, no matter who Dallas picks, I'll never. I, I may not agree with the pick, but I'll never bash him because at the end of the day, he is a cowboy, and if he plays well, then it's gonna look great. Um, so I hope for him that he's able to play well. He's every rookie has their hiccups, and I do think that because he wears the star on his helmet, his hiccups will be will be dissected a lot greater than the Patriots pick from from Chattanooga. Um, but I do think that if you look four years down the line, which is when rookies kind of make a name for themselves, unless you're like Micah Parsons or other great rookies who are, are great, or I, I guess I'd say in four years when they're well-established. And if they, if you look back and you see Tyler Smith is one of the better guards in the draft, it's not going to matter where he was taken, but I, but I'll say this and then I'll, and then Ray can take the break and take it from here. Um, I, I do think though that if Dallas did not take him, another team would have. And they could have taken Jermaine Johnson, who fell for a reason. And he was on Daniel Jeremiah on his big board. He had he had Jermaine Johnson as his ninth best player and he fell all the way to 26. There's a reason for that. We may not we may never know the reason but there is a reason for that. And you could have taken Nicobe Dean or Devin Lloyd, but the linebackers weren't supposed to make it until weren't supposed to weren't supposed to be picked until the second round. And I've yeah, there, there are seven rounds in a draft, and I do think that if Dallas can draft well in the later rounds, then it'll all make it better. But I, I do think that people tend to overrate the first round and even though those are, those are when the best players are there are still six other rounds um and it's not just about what the first round pick is it's about what the other players are because dallas has shown years past that their later round picks do make a name for themselves and do have they they do have a reason for why we're here just like tony pollard plays well but ray out of the the, the 10 minute the <laughs> five minute uh uh, spiel I went on. If you if you kind of want to go into the negatives or anything that I said, if you want to talk about or just the floor is yours. Any anything you want to say about Tyler Tyler Smith? Yeah. Um. First thing I'm gonna say is I think I don't under I will never understand the concept of a team trading back in the draft because they feel that them picking a player three or four or five positions ahead of when they're supposed to go is going to be considered a reach. I think if you got your guy, you should take your guy. So that's just my point. You should not need to trade back six spots or seven spots just to, so you can feel warm in your heart that you didn't reach for for the player. So 
So kudos to Dallas for sticking with their gun and just taking the guy at 24. That being said, I was also reading some reports that this guy was 42nd, was the 42nd best player in this draft, and the Cowboys picked him 20 spots ahead of when he was expected to potentially go. So that's just that's just you know statistical stuff. That's not really a negative. It's just what happened. But I think I think what's really important about this pick is the Cowboys. They did go offensive line, which I which we both hammered two weeks ago when we did when we recorded before this draft that the Cowboys must address their offensive line if they are going to improve. The issue is they went after a player that coming in pretty much brings the exact same problems that the offensive line struggled with the year before, which is penalties. And they were the highest penalized offensive line in the, in the NFL last year. And Connor Williams, the one of the higher penalized players on that offensive line is gone. However, you just replaced that player with a player who had 13 or 14 penalties last season college. And if you had, Taken on a couple more games, it would he would have on average led the NFL in penalties. So that's just kind of a red flag to me with with him. I know he's talented. The reports are say he's very talented. He's he's an underrated player in the draft. I understand all those reports, but when you're a guy coming in that raw and don't have the greatest, I guess fun you're not the greatest fundamentally sound player at that position, and you're giving up all those penalties. It's it's a process to fix, and the Mike with Mike McCarthy as the coach, who is responsible for all those penalties last year. I don't really trust the off the Cowboys coaching staff to get him right in a season, and the Cowboys need need production on their offensive line immediately. So, I mean, and of course, it's not their fault that the two players that were much more ready to play went. It's not their fault they were picked way ahead and if the Cowboys felt that they were going to if they really wanted them they might have traded up who knows they haven't traded up in a long time with Jerry Jones as the owner so we will never know if they would have done that or not but I think at that point um, you do you're expecting Terrence Steele to play you're expecting um, McGovern Biotish to play you're McGovern to play. You're expecting Tyron Smith to play, Zach Martin to play. I think it would have been a much better idea for that position, even though I was banging on the table saying offensive line, offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. I do think that with a guy that was predicted to might maybe even going fourth to the Jets, Jermaine Johnson, with him getting picked a pick right after you took this guy, that that could be the one of the biggest bamboozlements in the history of the NFL if he goes on to have to go nuts in the next five, six, seven years, and the Cowboys just get a maybe average, below average offensive lineman who may or may not contribute to them winning two, three more games. Um, like they could have, they could have had a guy that is very immensely talented, was very high on a lot of boards. We have no idea why you said that he fell this much. It could be an Aaron Rodgers situation where he was projected to go number one overall in his draft and he fell to 24. Or Randy Moss not be falling a few a little bit and he being one of the best wide receivers of all time and he went mid first round. So I, we have no idea why he fell. It could just be that 
some teams got cold feet or it could come out that he I don't know, tripped and fell on the sidewalk and sprained his ankle and he's now viewed as injury prone. We have no idea. But I even I mean I sound like a complete hypocrite right now, but because I was saying offensive line, but with that guy, you especially with them losing Randy Gregory, you could have drafted Jermaine Johnson. He would have been ready to play day one and you could have sat him up on the edge with Demarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons and completely revamped your defense. Because I mean the reason I've said that I said this last all offseason, the reason why the Cowboys were so good was because of their defense. It wasn't their offense, it was their defense. And to to get a player like that and plug him into your defense, it could have completely changed life for them, that for it, even more than it did last year. And I mean we're never we're not gonna know until the season starts, but I just feel like that um while Tyler Smith he's got he he deserves to be he based on his track record his statistics his numbers the reports that came out about him he deserved to go first round i don't think it was what i don't think it was smart for the cowboys to take him understandable um that according to dallas they had tyler smith rated above both Kenyon green and zion and they had tyler mm. smith as their 16th best player in the draft and yeah and and i and i know that because i saw the video of jerry showing their yep. draft board on on camera so yeah I, 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 that, was, that was super <laughs> interesting but yeah jermaine if he goes on to be a great player sure good for him but i i if he does i don't think that that'll be um like oh well dallas should have taken him because you had jermaine you had daniel jeremiah the whole draft after like around pick what like 10 when the Jets are picking you're like okay like I I heard him several times like oh well like uh well this guy they got well um Jeremiah Johnson you could take him you could take him get my, my ninth player on my big board and like he fell for a reason and he I don't know what that reason is he could be he wanted to be this great player and I hope he does best of luck to him best of luck to the Jets they had a, had a heck of a draft but I do think this, and Ray, I, I, I want, I'm going to say this, and I, I kind of want you to give your feedback on this. So Dallas, their, their biggest need was offensive line. And personally, or this is, this is what I think, going into the draft, Dallas, Jerry Jones said, we want offensive line. I feel like if you take an offensive lineman who you believe in that not a lot of other people do, round one, that means that you can draft rounds two through seven best player available instead of taking a Jeremiah Johnson in round one and then trading a, a bulk of your picks in the back end to trade up to get a guy. Because then that ruins, that that messes up your whole draft because Dallas needs as many draft picks as they can because they are one of the better drafting teams in the late rounds. And personally, I would much rather have them take a good offensive lineman or an offensive lineman they believe in in round one than, than them drafting linebacker round one, wide receiver round two, linebacker round three, running back round four. And then one of their fifth rounds, like, oh, yeah, we need, a, we need a new left guard. Let's take this left guard out of nowhere where we've never heard of before. So that 
that that that's just my thinking. And also, like I said before, with other teams wanting him, I, I think that I think the Dallas was. I'm not going to give a true grade on how I think this was until training camp and I see videos because Tyler Smith is going to be learning from two of the top offensive linemen and he'll be going up against Ray. I don't know if you're going to agree with me. A top five, top seven pass rusher in Micah Parsons Negative. and going, huh? Oh, oh, no, De- DeMar- never mind. Yeah, he's, he's good. <laughs> never mind. I and, thought you were going to say someone else. And one of a top 10, top 15 in Demarcus Lawrence. Okay, we can work with that. <laughs> okay, so he's going to be going up against two of the better offensive, two of the better defensive ends. And I hope with him playing left guard and him having Tyron Smith to his left for, for 17 games, he'll be able to help him out. And it's also easier for him because tackle is a lot more difficult than guard. You're on an island on. If you're playing tackle, he'll be playing in between um, Tyron and Biotish. And Biotish, hopefully he has a much better year this year. But I think it'll be good for him to have his growing pains at guard instead of him having a going having his growing pains at blindside. So personally, that's just how I, how I view it. And also you have um, Bell, the fourth or the fifth round pick from last draft, I believe. Hopefully, he'll be able to play. He was injured last season, but I'm looking forward to him playing. There'll be, he was going to be, excuse me, one of the better. He was going to be one of the better drafted offensive linemen, but then he had some legal issues, and Dallas loves their legal issues. So we will, we should see. But while I'm thinking about, actually, no, I'll get into that later. But Ray, um, Anything you want to add on that before we get into uh, where Dallas can can be, can become better in rounds two and rounds three in three hours? Yeah, my um my biggest pain of the first round going through the picks was seeing that my that my corner that I was that that was first on my corner my board for the Cowboys to take went the pick before the Cowboys selected the offensive lineman. So that was the biggest pain of the night not saying that they would have gotten him but it was just a they he went one pick before but as you as you said i i feel like there there is like he's he he's in a good he's in a good spot he's he's like you said he's playing left guard next to tyron smith but we but we you know as well as i do tyron smith has not shown that he can be reliable in staying on the field so he might be playing left tackle a lot quicker than he is he is ready to play left tackle and that's where the the penalties come in that's where the sacks come in that's where the Dallas Cowboys offense is going backwards comes in so it, there's just a bunch of ifs going into the season on is he going to you know develop as an offensive guard or is he going to develop as a left tackle so we really have no we have really have no idea what, how the season is going to play out for Tyron Smith so it's really up in the air as to that point. But I do agree and if, I do agree that it's best to just move on to just take put this pick behind us and just kind of um think about what's what's coming in this draft cuz like you said there are still a lot of very talented players in the second round like a Malik Willis for the Cowboys to draft. <laughs> and I do think that um if for whatever reason Tyron is not able to suit up I think that it's it's in Dallas's best interest to put Terrence Steele at left tackle. 
unless for whatever reason T- Tyler Smith has this amazing camp, I, I think that it's much much easier um, to uh, to put Terrence Steele out there and then have Josh Bell play right tackle. Josh Bell out of BYU. <laughs> but yeah, um, just really quickly, um, I want to share my winners and losers from the draft. Just before I forget, because I have a few, I have a few winners that are the same as you, and then I have one um, wild card winner that I don't think um, you mentioned or or thought about. First, the first two, obviously the Jets and the and the Giants, they they got the best players in the in the first round. Um, the fact that the Giants were able to get Thibodeau and then also Neal to strengthen both their offensive and defensive line is pretty remarkable. Um, solved the the Giants have not have a good have not had a good offensive line for ten plus years. It's one of the reasons why Eli Manning's second part of his career was worse than it should have been. Um, he was getting sacked multiple times every possession that he was on the field. Daniel Jones is getting sacked multiple p- times each possession he's on the field. So um, I think that especially with them not picking up. Daniel Jones's fifth option. Um, I do think it's important for them to try and do their best to strengthen that offensive line to give him a little bit of time because we really have not seen Daniel Jones with a clean pocket his entire career. So we really, it's it is fair to criticize his play, but it's also not fair to criticize his play when he's had no no sort of protection or stability while he's um and. Under center, under center in the pocket. So it was nice to see. Well, it wasn't nice to see because the Giants are in the division. But it was, it was nice to see for once the Giants make a smart decision, um, and that just comes with the new GM and new new head coach. Uh, my other my other one that uh, was my wild card winner was the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. I think. The Detroit Lions, from their second overall pick being a little bit questionable, I do think they rebounded tremendously. Getting that wide receiver to help Jared Goff, Jamison Williams, as well as bringing in um, – uh, let me pull up my draft. I just had him. Um, to Bringing in Jamison Williams to, to pair up with – with their their rookie wide receiver from the year before, Amon Ross St. Brown. I mean, and yeah, yeah, St. Brown. Um, they brought in Hutchinson. I, it was a iffy pick. I don't know if that was the right pick for them. Um, I'm not really a huge fan of Hutchinson, but I do think that the the Lions they did go in and do around what they what they I think they were expecting to do. They got a weapon for the offense and then they got a a hopefully a transcendent um talent on the defense. So I I do think it would have been smarter for them to take Thibodeau at that position or even go offensive lineman. But but I I I digress. I still think <laughs> that they were I I still think that they were a winner. Um, the pick that ultimately surprised me was the Texans going Stingley at three. I did yeah. not expect them to take um, him at three. I thought they were going to go either uh, defensive line or offensive line, or maybe even 
um, linebacker. But I, I Stingley, he, he got that. He's, he's a talented corner. I, I like the pick. I had no issue with either corner going in the top five. I know some people did. I think both corners are going to be strong corners for each of their team. And I like, I think the Ravens also won in this draft getting Hamilton. I thought Hamilton was a underrated player in this draft. I think he got way too much hate for speed. Cause I don't think speed that really matters that much. This isn't Madden. Um, <laughs> like it's not, it's not that easy, but I also, I, I like that they're um, getting that, getting the center out of Iowa. I think that was a strong pick. They're re once again revamping that offensive line in Baltimore for their run first scheme. I really, really thought that was, that was a solid pick. Ravens, the Ravens front office knows exactly what they're doing. So, and they're they're always rebuilding, revamping the defense and revamping the offensive line. So I've I've no no issue with them. As for losers, Green Bay Packers. Once again, yes, they are on. About them. Once again, they are on this list. Aaron Rodgers must be screaming and kicking in his in his house right now because once again they chair. did not. Yeah, once again they did not get him a weapon in the first round, especially with Devonte Adams no longer being on the team. I don't know why they take a defensive tackle there. It seems utterly ridiculous, sabotage worthy. If you want to start sc- conspiracies, but I. I mean, I don't know Any what wide receiver there would have been would have been a reach. All the other wide receivers were supposed to be second round picks, so it would have been a reach. I mean, that's true and fair, but also you have one of the best quarterbacks in the history of the of the NFL, and any reach at wide receiver is not necessarily a reach when he's the quarterback. Because if I want, if I'm going to reach for a wide receiver, I want him throwing the ball to that receiver. But I mean, even but even if you don't want to get a wide receiver there, why would you go after it? Um, that that position. I'm sure there there were many other needs that they had, even in the secondary. They could have gone after a secondary player. Um, I believe. No, he actually went before. Never mind. But I mean, I mean they could have gone. They could have gone a lot of different a lot of different ways, but I don't think that that pick was the, was the right pick, even though it could turn out to be a really good defensive line interior player for the Packers. I think that offense was definitely where they needed to go at that pick, regardless of the, whether or not it was a reach. Cause I think the Cowboys reached, but they went for their most needed position. Like you said, and we're, and if we're going to hold them, um, if we're going to protect them from the fire, we should protect, or we should, not protect the Packers from the fire for going against their most position need and taking the safe pick. Um, I mean, th- those really are the only two teams that I think are the one team that really lost. I'm not going to say the Cowboys again, because I think that we both have talked about them enough. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I mean, still, I guess I the Saints the Vikings, as well for for moving back twenty picks. Didn't even get a first round. Didn't even get a first round. Like that baffles me. I have no. I have no idea what what they were thinking. Yeah, that that's odd. I really don't understand that. I I do. So I think the Saints were another team. I think that they. I don't know what the Saints were thinking. 
Um, they took a questionable offensive lineman in this draft, Trevor Penning. Um, I, I don't really see the positives of taking him at that position. Um, I mean, they did take Alave. I'm not the biggest fan of Alave either. I think there were better options than him. And so I really – I think they – while they went wide receiver, which was a position of need, and then I guess offensive line was a position of need, who knows. I don't think they picked the right guys. So I'm going to consider them as a as a loser for the first round. Those are really my two losers, the Green Bay Packers and the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, yeah I, I – I completely forgot about them. Those, those, those are definitely. I think. I think we. I think the both of us kind of hit the. The. Uh, we, we both hit the. Um, the. The draft. The teams that didn't really draft all that well, but here are just uh, to name a few, of the top players in the second round: Nicobe Dean, a linebacker; Booth, Andrew Booth Jr. Andrew Booth Jr., cornerback. Travis Jones, D-tackle. Boy Mafe, defensive end. Kyler Gordon, corner. George Pickens, who the Dallas Cowboys have been connected to a lot, and if Dallas gets George Pickens, I'll be very happy. Jalen Petrie, who is Ray and my one of this Baylor connection. Great, best great. player, best player from the defense last year. Yes. Christian Harris, linebacker from Alabama. De- DeMarvin Leal, D-tackle from Texas A&M. And Nick Benito from the Sooners, I believe. I I forgot where, where, where he is from. But Nick Benito, who was a defensive end. You're, you're, for, you're, forgetting, you're forgetting one very important name. I, Malik Willis. I meant players that Dallas can get. Dallas could get Malik Willis. Anyone can get Malik Willis. That is true. Might, so as, might as well throw in a Desmond Ritter as well. <laughs> so that right there are 10 players that Dallas can trade up for. And I think that Dallas can trade 56 and one or two fifth-round picks to move up to get them, and they'd, and they'd be fine. I would be very happy because that means they would keep their third-round pick. And I think – any of these players would just would would be able to help this would be able to help this team out so much because now they can just get instead of being handicapped and having to get an offensive lineman, they can get any of these players. And I, I'm I'm more excited about this round than I was last when I was last night because I, there's just so many different options they can go. And if Dallas wants to trade up, they can. But if not, they, they can sit back and take a heck of a player at 56, and then they could take uh, 88. <laughs> That'd be awesome if pick 88 was the um, was a wide receiver, and they tell uh, C.D. Lamb to go change his jersey number, and then the new wide receiver gets 88. Odd, oh, hilarious. But those are just a few of the names that are are available, and. None of these players are offensive. Well, George Pickens is an offensive player, but at some point in time, Dallas is going to have to take a tight end, a wide receiver, maybe a um, maybe a running back at some point in time in a later later part of the draft. But if if they want to 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 do a lot of, they can do a lot of things here if they want to, and I'm excited what uh, what 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 
coach Jerry Jones has whipping up in the kitchen. Yeah, um, I do. I think that if the Cowboys are going to trade up, it needs to be for a defensive player. I like George Pickens. He torched Baylor in the Sugar Bowl when he was a freshman <laughs> a, a long time ago. Um, yes, I remember that. Oh, he but, had a day. But I do think that the Cowboys, if they're gonna if they're gonna trade up, it needs to either be for a defensive player in the secondary or or a linebacker slash edge rusher. So I think the linebacker out of Georgia is a very solid player to trade yeah. up for. I don't know if, if they're able to spend enough to go up there and get him. Um, I don't. I'm not a fan of Andrew Booth out of Clemson. I we don't. I like I told Owen we don't need a two or a pair of burnt toast in the in the secondary with Trayvon Diggs and Andrew Booth. Um, Stop I, hitting I, on Trayvon. I he's don't. Gonna, he's, I he's don't have a heck of a cover. You just wait. I I don't want. I don't want to to flex my homerism at that much, but I do think that Peachy would be a solid addition to this defense. Um, I think he's. He basically played linebacker last year for Baylor coming off the edge, being a blitz corner. Did not play much outside corner, even though the, the draft has him listed as a corner. He is more of a hybrid slash line hybrid safety slash linebacker. So I think that they could use him anywhere really they want. Um so I think he would be a solid a solid addition. Um I know you mentioned one other guy that I'm blanking on. He had kind of a weird name. What? Uh, Nick Benito, Demarvin Leal, Boy Mafe. What positions are they? Um, Boy Mafe is an end. Demarvin Leal is a tackle, a defensive tackle. Nick Benito is a defensive end. Um, Kyler Gordon's a corner. Travis Jones is a defensive tackle. So whichever player that plays defense on the line that's not from Oklahoma, I think they should go after. <laughs> Because Oklahoma, they have a pretty bad track record of being good on defense. So I think, I think that it's been the guy out of Georgia for sure, the linebacker out of Georgia, absolutely. Uh, Petrie, depending on where you are, he might even I could see him falling as down to fifty six, especially with him being out of Baylor. Um, there's not there. There's been one solid Pro Bowl player out of Baylor other than RG3, and that's Xavier Howard. There's not usually really good, solid. Mike Singletary. He was a lot longer ago. Long ago. Yeah, but still. Long but ago. Still. But since RG3, there's been one player out of Baylor who's made the Pro Bowl. Um, so I think I think that, that in and of itself could cause him to fall, so you might not have to give up much to get him. But if you are really set on grabbing him, then I think that he would be worth trading up for. However, I think that if you could get the linebacker out of Georgia over him, you would go the linebacker out of Georgia just because of how dominant he was in that championship game against Alabama. But And also, just a quick form of advice for the Packers, you should select George Pickens in the second round. That would make your quarterback very happy. Yeah, I, I feel I feel like the um every single year the draft is just time for the Packers to figure out what what picks they can make to further annoy their quarterback. Yeah, it's a nice game they play, and I, mm-hmm. I they've been winning the past few years. They've really really been winning. Yeah, they I think the I think the Cowboys have started to play that game with me. They're like, 
how could we fill our need and do what Ray wanted with uh, with as well as making him infuriated with our position with our pick? And they did a hell of a job. But I'm like I said, I'm gonna sit here. I'm gonna put my pacifier in, and I'm just gonna deal with it <laughs> until I have reasons to slander the the organization even more for doing what they did. Yeah, I I, I don't think that for an offensive lineman you'll be able to slander the guy until. I won't slander him. Years. I'll slander the organization. Because at the end of the day, um, it's the organization's fault for picking him. It's not necessarily true. the player's fault. True, but but like like I said earlier, he he if he didn't pick him, there were other teams that wanted him. So I I feel like I feel like a lot of there there were a lot of boards where Tyler was a fourth round guard or tackle, a third round guy, but. Will McClay is he wears a lot of hats and Jerry Jones wears even more hats and Jerry Jones loves to wear the GM hat even though Will McClay should be wearing that hat and Will McClay I I I have a lot of faith in him and a lot of trust in him that he puts a heck of a football team out there but sometimes the football team decides that they're not all that great so I, I, he's, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to lose faith in him until he gives me a reason to lose faith in him. So I'm very much looking forward to tonight. Um, I think that for the past few years, Dallas spends their second round pick on either a player who has an interesting background, i.e. Calvin Joseph and being kicked out of two programs or they take a injured guy. So following along on that, history does repeat itself. I believe Dallas Cowboys at 56 or by trade-up will take David Ajabo out of Michigan. I'm just going to follow that. Ray, who do you think they're going to take? And also, And also a bystander in a murder case. He, he fits both then. Injury and bad history. Oh, this is going to be great. Might as well start making this jersey now. I'm looking at this mock draft that was posted um, 18 hours ago. And it has... Wait, were you saying that, that Kelvin was a bystander or um, Ajabo was a bystander? Hmm. Um, I have Nicobe Dean at 47. They got to trade up to either 47 or 48. But I, I think, oh, interesting. Eagles getting better. Who do, who, who do they have taking them? No, Kelvin. Kelvin was a bystander. Who do they have taking them? Oh, God. No, 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 no. No, Kelvin Joseph. Kelvin Joseph. Oh, okay, okay. That, all right, I, I, I take that back then for David. You said, you said traditionally we've taken people with character. Yes, yes. Has Cowboys chilling at fifty six and taking a tight end, which that would infuriate me even more, and I might have to file my uh, <laughs> transfer bandwagon papers in immediately if they were to take a tight end. Um, who, who that, is would, it? Tr- that would send Trinity me Bride? into a state of pure 
shock and disappointment. So who do they Lynch, have? Trey McBride. I I don't know who that is. No, no, no. The Cowboys are taking Greg Dulich out of UCLA. Interesting. Um. Yes, very, very, very interesting. So, well, I think I, I think know. hopefully the Cowboys do the right thing and help help my mental health and move forward a couple of spots, eight, nine, ten spots forward, and take either uh, Jalen Petrie, which would make me very, very happy, or they take Nicobe Dean, which would also make yeah. me ecstatic. I know, I, I sure hope that Ray will be live tweeting for the second because I, I, I foresee Dallas trading up to get a player, so I will be looking forward to Ray's tweets. They always, always make yes. me laugh. But, but, yes, I, I, we, I did not tweet during the first round, but I will tweet the second round. Absolutely, I will be getting my immediate reaction to every activity every time they show Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy, the two clowns of the of the of the Dallas Cowboys. I will make sure to tweet something regarding don't mess this up, Jerry. Um, just so I can feel like that he may or may not be listening to me, which he definitely will not be listening. Yeah. He has his mentions on um, some exciting news before, before, before we end show that um, we plan on Sunday recording a, a big, big, mock or big draft breakdown rounds one through seven and it's uh i'm looking forward to it big big things coming in the future um we will be also, we will be partnering with the new um delahanta media show yes that will. is all that is all new york jets so we've mentioned a little bit of the new york jets today after their solid first round i'm sure that will be a major emphasis of the show of us Debating which team to had a better draft, the Cowboys or the Jets. I can predict right now it will probably be the Jets. Um, <laughs> but Owen and I will do will do our best to argue for the Cowboys, and we're very excited for for them as they start their show. And it brings a little bit of more versatility to the brand, especially in the NFL. And so, just be on the lookout for their show, and as well as um, our partnerships, our collabs as you would call it coming coming soon and we're just really excited to uh get that sunday show recorded and talk about it i'm sure i'll be doing a lot of research and preparation on every player that is drafted <laughs> and uh and one funny thing before we close out so um i believe in two drafts the raiders had a combined five first or first round picks and they have not picked up a fifth year option on any of those guys, which is pretty hilarious. Including Josh Jacobs, which I would, that would be the one guy that I'd assume they would pick up a, a fifth year option yeah. for injury, but who knows what the Raiders are doing. They did get Devonte Adams. So I don't think they really care. <laughs> well, everyone, so, but yeah, that is pretty funny. The Raiders might be the worst drafting team in the history of sports. <laughs> well everyone 
make make sure to check us out on Twitter at America's Team Capital P Capital C and new platform TikTok. We are on there, and Ray will not be touching it. Ray is Ray's thing is Twitter. I will be doing that, and maybe you know a few clips from this show. Who knows? But that is at all about America's team, all lowercase. And we're excited. I'm personally excited. And uh, yeah, I uh, thank I hopefully everyone that's listening had similar or better reactions than we did to Tyler Smith. Hopefully no one had worse. Um, I joked that I went through all 12 stages of depression last night after hearing that Tyler Smith was the pick. Um, I, I went through talk. all 15. I didn't talk. I sat there and went in the fetal position and was very, 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 very sad. But upon more research, I, I think it's a pretty great, I think it's a pretty great pick for 24. And we'll, so we'll given the circumstances of, of everything else, I thought that it was a pretty good decision. And we're going to see with camp and all that, um, Dallas will be going to camp at the end of May, which I'm, I'm looking forward to. And thank you everyone for listening. And hopefully the rest of the, hopefully for everyone listening in the future, the draft is hopefully the draft is good. And Ray and I will not have to wear sunglasses because if they, if they don't draft well, I'm going to have to get a brand new pair of sunglasses for this weekend. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're, we're excited for, for the upcoming plans that we have and make sure to send Owen on Twitter, what TikTok dances he should do for the new TikTok. And, oh, yeah. and I'm, I'm excited for Sunday and I'm excited for tonight. Yeah. So am I. So, and that is coming up in a little under three hours. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, much to my girlfriend's dismay. All of those three hours yesterday were, were very interesting, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it very much so. So, uh, so Ray, I, I, right. I, we, we, will, we will be back on, uh, on Sunday. Good, hopefully the draft goes well, everyone, and good, have a good rest of your day, and go Cowboys. Go Cowboys. Thanks for watching.